This country is doomed. There will be no loyalty except loyalty to the party. They're so threatened by the idea that a conservative speaker might be persuasive and interesting and funny. One man's vulgarity is another man's lyric. And I would say one person's offensive speech is somebody else's challenging the status quo, rocking the boat speech. Are you looking for a podcast that contains verbal safe spaces and is free from trigger warnings? If so, you've come to the wrong place. Because we expect our conversations to be filled with rigorous debate, discussion, and even disagreement. Welcome to the Socially Sensitive Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. How's everyone doing? I'm David. Taco here. And I'm Wolfie. Yay. Everybody want to go to D.C.? Let's go. Let's hit it. Let's go. I'm up for a road trip. Yeah. You know, if I was 18 now, I would have been there. Just to, hmm. just to see what was going on when I was a teenager, but we weren't the best teenagers, I guess, as far as examples go. Um, oh, if I had the money and I, would, no. and I had the chance to be no, there, we weren't. I would have totally have been there. I yeah. would have been one of those people up on the steps, but then after a few minutes, I'd have been like, all right, now I'm getting out of here before yeah. the cops come. Well, I'd have, I'd have been there with the camera. You know, if, if I had the cell phones and the camera capacity and everything we have now, Man, I'd have been in Kenosha. I'd have been, you know, in. I'd have been at every one of those riots. I'd have been just. I don't know, just to watch. Not I don't know to the riots. I'd have been afraid of some of those actual riots. You know, like today, I would have felt safe. Yeah, that's true. Mm. But we weren't thinking about safety back then. At least I no. wasn't. No, well, no, me neither. I probably would have been there with you. Yeah. We probably would have road trip together. <clears throat> yeah, we we've made quite a few road trips together. And they weren't always the safest. No, no, they weren't. I just asked they were people. fun though. Yeah. <laughs> they were fun. I remember we made a couple of DC trips. Yeah, we did. Never been to DC. I remember we made one trip, Bristol to DC. Eight hour mm-hmm. drive. We did it in four hours and fifteen minutes. And we stopped in yes. McDonald's in Roanoke and ate. Yes, we did. And yeah, we stopped. Yeah. To eat. Yes, exactly. Can't do that anymore. We were all, the only reason we got we were able to get away with that is there were no troopers out. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. if there were, we would have been hit. Yeah. But uh, I think the statues I think the statues of limitations are up on that one. That happened. Oh yeah, like yeah. We're fine. So many years ago. We're good. Yeah. I but see yeah. nothing. <laughs> but yeah, DC was Smart. uh <clears throat> an odd place back. I mean, that was back then. That was in the <clears throat> late eighties. Uh-huh. Um, so I couldn't imagine yeah. being there how it was today. We were on the Maryland side of DC, and the people we were up there visiting told us not to end up in the what was it southeast corner of DC. Yeah, I think so. And where did we end up? Right down there, South, southeast corner of DC, right in the middle of. It. We're like. I think we're where they told us not to go. <laughs> you we saw a drug Com- deal go on, go down yeah. on the corner. You should have went to Comet Ping Pong and Pizza. I remember the very first time driving in, <clears throat> uh, got pulled over by the police um, downtown because I didn't realize that the stoplights 
were on poles on the corner on the side of the street, like where a stop sign mm -hmm. is. We was looking right. for them overhead, so we were just zipping right through the intersections. <laughs> but when we got there, it was, you know, like 12 or 1 o'clock at night, so there wasn't that much traffic out. Right. But D.C., I guess everybody is uh, has their eye on it today. Well, the whole world is watching the United yeah. States right now. Yes, yes, they are. And the country is more divided than ever. <clears throat> I mean, there's some that are saying that they that they're they 100 support it. Some think that uh, I mean, I, I've seen so many Facebook posts this evening. People talking about Trump needs to be charged with treason. He needs to resign. He needs to you know be arrested. And uh, Oh, I've got a couple of clips of him that we'll play here in a minute. But. That was the whole of 2020 there. Yeah. You know, so. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. um, well, actually, that was the whole of 2017 to 2020 was he needs to be arrested. He needs to be impeached. He needs to leave office. Just from a uh, symbolic standpoint, the Capitol, to me, is a bigger deal. That, I that, agree. Than I just agree with that. Yeah. tearing up cities and burning buildings and... Now that was a federal building that they were doing in uh, in Washington, in Seattle. Was that was that Seattle? Or was yes, it, it in, was yeah. in Seattle, Washington, uh, yeah. Seattle. Okay, I couldn't remember if it was Seattle or in Portland. It was federal federal courthouse. Right, I couldn't remember if it was in Seattle, Washington, or Portland, Oregon. Um, but Maybe yeah, in Portland. No, I think it was Seattle. Seattle. Oh, either way, but that was federal, and of course, everybody was. It's only property. It's only property. When it mm -hmm. was that side, when it was Antifa right. and BLM doing stuff. Well, see, that's the thing with me is I, like, I'm not going to say that I agree of what happened today. Like, I'm not. But at the same time, over the years, regardless of what side you're on, and regardless of what like president is in office, you always hear people saying, "Well, the government's doing this. The government's doing that. We need to blame the government. We need to protest against the government." And what do they do? They go out and they either stand on a street corner with signs that they know is going to do nothing or they go out and burn down their neighborhoods that obviously is not going to do anything that just the, sets them back even farther yeah the one time that a group of people who cared enough about what they believed in not saying it was right but a group of people who actually cared enough about what they believed in to actually go to the source that everybody's preached about for years and do something People get worried. That, to me, yes, um, it's a very big deal of what happened today, but that just shows we, the people, have power. They did break the law. Yeah. They did, they did some damage. Um, some people were injured. One um, person even died. Right. And things like that but are going to happen. Here's, here's this to play devil's advocate here for just a moment, but that is the seat of our government. Our taxpayer dollars paid for that building. It's supposed to be a government of we the people. And since we're the ones funding the government because the people is supposed to be the ultimate power, the the government derives their power from the governed. You that know, is our house, I, just you like know, the White House. I, I believe that you are 100% correct on that, and I believe – that the Capitol Police believe the same way because if you actually watch their reactions of when those protesters at the top of the steps finally break that seal and go in, there's pictures of the police taking pictures with the protesters inside of the Capitol building. 
they're not destroying anything. Yeah, you see these videos they show on the news of the people up on the top of the Senate floor in fear with their little cameras snapping pictures. But then you see people down on the floor, like, taking selfies with the Capitol Police, like, nothing's going on, but nothing's being destroyed. I mean, yes, yeah, some doors got think, broken, some glass got broken. I think the worst thing I've seen in the video footage that I was able to watch was someone actually got a fire extinguisher and pulled the trigger on it. Yeah. Now, if if the, if that was the worst thing that happened at a Black Lives Matter rally, or you know, then I wouldn't have a problem with that organization. Right, but I, I've seen a lot of it's groups the, on Facebook, a lot of people commenting, and of course they have to make it racial. And yeah, oh it's yeah. like, oh, if those were a bunch of black people, they would have the the Capitol Police would have shot and killed them all. But it had nothing to do with race. It had to do with there's half of the country that feels that the election was stolen and half that thinks the other half is are whining about it exactly how it happened in and here's the here's the thing if they would actually just go ahead instead of just throwing all this crap out go ahead and put it in front of a court and let i mean there's people that have signed affidavits that you know if i'm telling a lie it's perjury and i can go to jail right but they they believe enough of what they're saying in their affidavit that they sign it so this isn't just some little flippant little thing. These people need to be heard. And if you're shutting it down before people get a chance to be heard, that's why they get the way they are. It's like, hey, look, you know, you've got all this. We've, and then we've got video evidence of, of, you know, things that are hinky in the election. You well, know, but yeah. you're not wanting to see any of it. And they're not. And so that's why people are as frustrated as they are. Well, before before the election began. Every major city in the United States boarded up the ground floors. Everywhere from Louisville due to uh, the stuff that was going on in Louisville, Kentucky, to L.A., New York, they all boarded up their ground floors in anticipation of massive riots. But they didn't happen because the election went the way that they wanted it to. Right Now, can you imagine if Trump had actually won the election based off of what the media tells us? Who knows where we would be right now? We might be hiding up in the woods, not listening to this with a machine gun, waiting on God knows what to come over the hill. I mean, mm. not to say it would have went that far, True. but I mean, we're a couple months down the road. Well, I mean, I think up through today, I, watched, I, watched, I was watching election results the night of the election, and Trump was so far ahead in all these locations that are supposed to be swing states. I mean, he was he was killing Biden. And then the next thing you know, you get up the next day and it's flipped. One of the one of the examples that the president gave today when he gave his speech to the crowd was in, uh, I believe it was somewhere either down in Georgia or up in Pennsylvania. But he was saying that he had twenty nine thousand and some odd votes and Biden had like seventeen thousand and some odd votes in the county that they're in. He went to bed that night and that's the way it was. He was that far ahead. And then when he woke up the next morning, those numbers had flipped. So there's, I mean, I can see Biden catching up, right? You know, and it being a twenty nine thousand, twenty nine thousand race, he catches up. I can see that, but I can't see, you know, hey, he had twenty nine thousand votes, and now he doesn't, which means you've taken votes away from the man, which that should be considered that's illegal, that's fraud, something should be looked at, but no, and that's why people, like I said, that's why people are so angry. No one is giving anyone a day in court. It's like they're just trying to push this through. It, but but you've it, got, it makes it makes me feel like people are bought off. 
and yeah. all levels of our government. You know, well, it, they just like know they up. can get away with it. Well, people were obviously bought off. Look at the last stimulus. Give everybody six hundred bucks, but let's give so many millions of dollars to a group to um, count how many of a certain type of fish is in the Gulf of Mexico. That definitely yeah. has a lot to do with coronavirus. Yeah, and gender studies overseas in one of the Muslim countries. Here, I've a, got a woman to that. Uh, I mean, a man or I, a woman. I don't know. I've got a, a, a quick clip. Um, it's Biden talking about the Georgia race yesterday. Um, talk, comparing, talking about stimulus checks. If you send John and the Reverend to Washington, those $2,000 checks will go out the door, restoring hope and decency and honor for so many people who are struggling right now. All right, now what so was if the first you, part? If you elect the two, the two he said the he. He said their na- the names, and the other one he called him Reverend because he's a he's a preacher. Um, okay. If you elect, well, he's, a, of, he's supposed to be. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I've got. Some but I've heard that, that he beats too. his. I've heard that he beats his wife. So, yeah. you know. But it's if you elect them and send them to Washington, those two thousand dollar checks are going out immediately. We're going to send them out because that's what they. I think they genuinely want to do that. Oh yeah, yeah. The Democrats, I definitely wants they want to support people make people as dependent upon them as much as possible it seems that it's mitch mcconnell for some reason that's blocking that well there's a lot of republicans that are blocking it um because i don't understand is all the money that they're sending to aid to overseas to other governments and other places why couldn't since we're in the situation that we're in and there are people that that two thousand dollars isn't going to you know make a dent Right. And their problems. Why couldn't all that stimulus that was supposedly going overseas, this foreign aid, why couldn't we say, hey, look, you know, we're in a unique situation. We're not going to send these checks overseas. We're going to take this money. We're going to break it down. We're going to give it to the American people because that's the people we represent. That's the people that elect us into our office. Those are the people we're not supposed to, that we're supposed to be representing. Not these jack legs over here in Saudi Arabia or Syria or, you know, wherever. I just want to know why coronavirus relief is going to be spent on counting a type of fish in the Gulf of Mexico. Well, that's that's a good question. Well, it's uh, just because heard- they combine bills. I mean, mm-hmm. if, if it wasn't for COVID and if it wasn't for stimulus, those other bills would have just signed and went through as business as usual. Not, nobody would have ever even known about it. It would have just happened because it's, it happens – Every all constantly every year anyway. I mean, they're constantly doing stuff like that. I mean, that's how all that's funded. Um, it's just that now really- they tied it with the stimulus bill, so everybody's tr- trying to connect the two when they're not really connected. But they did it just to as a bargaining chip, really. I heard a rather interesting theory uh, here. It was just today, as a matter of fact. Uh, but they, the claim that the the individual was making that the last four pandemics that we've had, they were actually attempting to do what they're doing now. I've got a nice clip for that. We'll get but it. it never, it never actually got the traction. They never actually got the traction with the other three or four that they got with COVID. You know, so it didn't actually, you know, take off. Here, I'll play this one real quick. It is one of the greatest medical scandals of the century, according to a leading health expert in Brussels. The Council of Europe Health's chief has accused major pharmaceutical firms of organizing a campaign of panic 
and unduly influencing World Health Organization decisions. And with European countries now burdened with bills for millions of unwanted doses of the swine flu vaccine, he wants an investigation. Our science correspondent Tom Clark has this report. Flu viruses can spread. 64,000 people dead, tens of thousands hospitalized, a country crippled by a virus. The predictions for the impact of swine flu on Britain were grim. The government's response, spending hundreds of millions of pounds on antiviral drugs and vaccines, adverts and leaflets. But 10 months into the pandemic, only 355 Britons have died. And globally, the virus hasn't lived up to our fears. Were governments misled into preparing for the worst? Politicians in Brussels are now asking for an investigation into the role pharmaceutical companies played in influencing political decisions that led to a swine flu spending spree. The Council of Europe Committee want the investigation to focus on the World Health But getting back to D.C., here's a little clip from uh, Ted Cruz talking about what we were talking about. We gathered together at a moment of great division, at a moment of great passion. We have seen and no doubt will continue to see a great deal of moralizing from both sides of the aisle. But I would urge to both sides perhaps a bit less certitude and a bit more recognition that we are gathered at a time when democracy is in crisis. Recent polling shows that 39% of Americans believe the election that just occurred, quote, was rigged. You may not agree with that assessment, but it is nonetheless a reality for nearly half the country. I would note it is not just Republicans who believe that. 31% of independents agree with that statement. 17% of Democrats believe the election was rigged. Even if you do not share that conviction, it is the responsibility, I believe, of this office to acknowledge that is a profound threat to this country and to the legitimacy of any administrations that will come in the future. And I I think it's amazing that that number is that high, considering how hard mainstream media and social media pushes against it. Everything, anytime you post anything political or anything about the election, they immediately, Facebook immediately puts a little tag at the bottom about how this is the most secure election in history. Here's how the election works. Here's how everything is. If you say anything negative about it, the these claims have been disputed. You know, so... They do the same thing about COVID. Right. I mean, you can share an article about COVID, and before you have the opportunity to hit share now, it pops up a thing saying, like warning you that this is about coronavirus. Right. So the average person, if if all they do is watch mainstream news, they watch NBC, they watch the Today Show, or they watch CNN, or while they're on Facebook, they see a few things posted here and there, but they're constantly bombarded with – because n- – most people don't do any research. They don't, and and I'm you know using the word research loosely. I don't do much research. I mean, googling and looking on Facebook isn't real research. But there are a lot of trusted people that you can look into and look up what they have to say about it. Um, and then they present a lot of evidence that sometimes is pretty convincing. 
I usually just skip between the different random live news and see who's going live, who claims that they're there, and try to form my own opinion, and then just, like you said, just do a little Google, which, right. you know. I like looking at some stuff Charlie Kirk does, <clears throat> but since the election, um, he's he's getting, he, he's been kind of snowballing. You can see it be, becoming, I don't want to say irrational, but. He, he's been holding out hope this whole time that it was going to be overturned, which I never imagined that it would. I mean, there's always the possibility, and I think a lot of people were holding out the possibility that it's still possibly the election could have been corrected. If you if you genuinely think it was stolen and that uh, there were votes counted that shouldn't have been counted and votes taken away that shouldn't have been um, never- and the count was that far off. I never would have imagined we would be seeing thousands of people storm the Capitol right. building on live TV. I mean, yeah, we can we sit and think about it all the time, and even with the riots that happened last year. But did you really think when – I mean, it, when the speech was given today, when he gave his speech, everything was normal. Everything right. was fine. And then two hours later, you're getting headlines of, oh, the Capitol has been breached. Hang on, now what? Right. When are you ever going to hear the U.S. Capitol's been breached? What am I watching? Olympus has fallen? I mean. <laughs> well, like I said, a lot of people were still holding out hope that they looked at it as one. The last ditch effort was that Pence could still, if there were enough, um, not rejections. What do, they, what do they do when they contest, when they contest the, the counts in the, uh, each state? Is that I started watching it when they started at A this morning. And, you know, they went through Alabama and then Alaska. And then, uh, but when they hit Arizona, of course, the, the, the one representative stood up and that he, that he contested it. And I guess you have to have a representative and a senator sign off on it. Yeah. And Ted Cruz, yes. Ted Cruz signed off on it. So they were, so then they, then they break and they go back and, and deliberate. I think for two, they have up to two hours to come to a mm-hmm. decision. And then I guess they then present it as that these are like one way or the other. Um, And and Pence can choose, like let's say at the end, he can choose not to accept those counts. And so some of those states wouldn't be counted. Yeah. Um, And then neither one of them gets 270. um, And then it goes to a House vote. And Trump would more than likely win a House vote. Wolfie, what's your take on all this? You've been a little quiet in the last little bit. Well, I'm kind of sad about it happening the way it's happening. I I don't want to see this kind of activity, per se, in my country. You know, I mean, as a veteran, I, I just I, I don't really like it. I mean, I understand people's frustration, and I'm just as frustrated as they are. And uh, it's just... It's a sad state of affairs, and like I said, if 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 they would have just somebody would have just taken the complaint seriously and looked into it, gave it a fair review, which no one seemed to want to do, because it's like some everybody's on the you know everybody's getting paid off. That's the way it looks like to me, and I hate to sound like some kind of conspiracy nut, but when you've got people signing off on affidavits, when you've got video, when you've got you know a lot of the things that I've already brought up. 
and no one wants to look at it. That's where that's where you get this problem. And and I can't say that it probably wasn't something that they were planning. They they were wanting it to happen. I feel like that they've been wanting something like this to happen from the right since the probably about the second time they elected Obama. I feel like that that's what he was. I think that's what he spent his whole time in office doing was just trying to poke the bear. Right. Get us. And 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 I was like, you know, hey guys, just stay calm. He can only be in there for two terms. You know, I kind of don't see how he got elected the second time, but he did. But I just felt like he was just that's all he wanted to do was just sit there and poke the bear. And he wanted the people on the right to do something stupid so that he could do whatever the next step was. Right. Well, I wouldn't doubt my dad voted, and he died in July. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the left was constantly talking about voter suppression. That's why we, you know, voter ID, we can't have that. We can't have any of these. they constantly talking about voter suppression. But this mm-hmm. is the ultimate in voter suppression. Right. When you're pushing an entire side, everybody on the right like, is looking at it now is my vote definitely does not count mm-hmm. because none of the and votes is- count. So I've seen so many people postings, I mean, big name people that you would never think they would go that far that say, I'm never voting again because it's a complete waste of time. So if you're wanting an entire side to reduce their numbers, you know, convince them that their vote doesn't count and then do nothing about it. Well, that was actually one thing that kind of confused me about Trump's speech earlier was voter fraud, voter fraud, and um thousands of people who were dead voted etc yada yada but then whenever he would bring up different senators and politicians names he'd be like uh vote them out your vote don't matter but vote them out and right. it just i used to believe that uh you know cause i've heard people talk about you know oh, we need term limits for the senators and the representatives in the house we need term limits we need term limits and i'm like you can have term limits you don't even have to have it as a part of the law just get pissed off at the individual that's in there and vote them out. I used to think that I used to think that way, but now I'm thinking that it ain't going to matter. No matter how pissed off you get at somebody, if they're of the right party, they're never going to leave. Well, nobody likes Mitch McConnell and he got voted in. Nobody likes Nancy Pelosi. She's, she's, she's going to be there till she dies. I will, ne- I will never trust a single person in our government until they actually come forward and tell me what's going on at Bohemian Grove. <laughs> yeah, we need to do a whole podcast on that. Yeah, if, if Good luck there, with that one. If they're out there worshiping the whole Al God Moloch or whatever they're doing out there, I won't trust the word any of them says until they tell me what's going on there. But here, here's a real quick clip on Trump's uh, his message. And after he released this, I still watched on CNN about an hour later them saying that Trump has not uh, responded in any way, even though I knew I had just watched the video of him talking about it. And Twitter actually blocked when he posted the video. They blocked his video. Oh, I think they actually waited about 10 minutes or later, didn't they? Yeah. Of course. They're going to do that because they've got to get their narrative. But what is there to block? Here's him speaking to the people of the country during a crisis, telling them to stop. They don't want to do anything that shows him in a positive light. They never have. Yeah. And I'm sorry. I'm trying to be as 
like I said, devil advocate-ish as I can be. But from the time he got elected until now, they've never wanted to do anything or run any kind of story that has showed him in a positive light. Why didn't we get that second stimulus check until after the election? Because, and I believe I heard Nancy say this, because she didn't want anything good coming right. while Trump was still president. Why is so Fox, there, why is there Fox you go. Blue and why is CNN Red and why are they the only two main mainstream medias that everybody ever talks about, you know? Yeah, there are other news sources out there, and I've been watching some of them today. Uh, and, yeah, you need to get out of the Fox and, and CNN cars and, and find other alternative news sources of people that are, you know, actually doing journalistic-type work. Exactly. They need to get out of the hammer-and-sickle mindset. Right. It's like That's why I like Tim Pool. He's still small. And, but he's he's more he's probably center left. Um, and I could actually get along with Tim Pool. Yeah, but he, I think is honest. I don't agree with a hundred percent of what he says, but you never no. should. But no, I huh? think he's honest about it, and he presents yeah. the facts. You can't, he does, and he lets and he lets you make up your mind. He doesn't right. tell you what you should think about it. You can't. He's like, look, or this is what happened. CNN article without them explaining to you how you should feel mm-hmm. <laughs> or respond. But uh-huh. here, here's Trump's. Now, granted, in Trump's message, he does kind of send a little mixed message. He could have been a little. I mean, it's it's very Trump, right? <laughs> here it is. I know you pain. We had an election. That was stolen from us. It was a landslide election, and everyone knows it, especially the other side. But you have to go home now. We have to have peace. We have to have law and order. We have to respect our great people in law and order. We don't want anybody hurt. It's a very tough period of time. There's never been a time like this where such a thing happened, where they could take it away from all of us from me, from you, from our country. This was a fraudulent election. But we can't play into the hands of these people. We have to have peace. So go home. We love you. You're very special. You've seen what happens. You see the way others are treated that are so bad and so evil. I know how you feel. But go home and go home in peace. I would like to begin by addressing the heinous attack on the United States Capitol. Like all Americans, I am outraged by the violence, lawlessness, and mayhem. I immediately deployed the National Guard and federal law enforcement to secure the building and expel the intruders. America is and must always be a nation of law and order. The demonstrators who infiltrated the Capitol have defiled the seat of American democracy. To those who engage in the acts of violence and destruction, you do not represent our country. And to those who broke the law, you will pay. We have just been through an intense election and emotions are high, but now tempers must be cooled and calm restored. We must get on with the business of America. My campaign vigorously pursued every legal avenue to contest the election results. My only goal was to ensure the integrity of the vote. 
In so doing, I was fighting to defend American democracy. I continue to strongly believe that we must reform our election laws to verify the identity and eligibility of all voters and to ensure faith and confidence in all future elections. Now Congress has certified the results. A new administration will be inaugurated on January 20th. My focus now turns to ensuring a smooth, orderly, and seamless transition of power. This moment calls for healing and reconciliation. 2020 has been a challenging time for our people. A menacing pandemic has upended the lives of our citizens, isolated millions in their homes, damaged our economy, and claimed countless lives. Defeating this pandemic and rebuilding the greatest economy on earth will require all of us working together. It will require a renewed emphasis on the civic values of patriotism, faith, charity, community, and family. We must revitalize the sacred bonds of love and loyalty that bind us together as one national family. To the citizens of our country, serving as your president has been the honor of my lifetime. And to all of my wonderful supporters, I know you are disappointed, but I also want you to know that our incredible journey is only just beginning. Thank you. God bless you. And God bless America. But CNN was still reporting. President Trump has not responded. Terrorist. Mm -hmm. Domestic terrorism. Which they also didn't. uh, Which they'll call. They'll call the people that stormed the Capitol domestic terrorists. But you did not hear those words come out of anybody's mouth in the media, Mm-mm. except maybe from Fox, when they were talking about the Antifa and Black Lives Matter uh, riots that were going on all across the country this past summer. You never heard them called domestic terrorists in the mainstream media, except for maybe Fox. Well, they also ignored and, um, the tweet that Trump done like a little while before then, whenever he was telling people like to respect the Capitol Police because they were on their side. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. paraphrasing, but... I just wonder what tomorrow holds at this point. Yeah. You would think that police officers and people in law enforcement would be the ones that would be, because they swear an oath to the Constitution. When they, when they raise their hand to take that job, they swear an oath to the Constitution to defend it. Not to defend a person or a party. or They don't swear allegiance to these things. They swear an allegiance to to that piece of paper, those ideals, which are, they're the greatest ideals that we that you've seen in, in governance on this planet since its conception. Yeah, that's but what you, I've heard it written or said that, uh, yeah, it's the uh, greatest uh, political document ever written in human history. It is. The Declaration of Independence and our and our Constitution, it it is because it says, "Hey, look, you know, you don't." Like I said in the in the Declaration, the government derives its powers from the people. Of the people, for the people, and by the people. Mm-hmm. Unless you're a Democrat. Yeah, that's what he said. Six hours. Well, no, unless unless you're a Republican. Then all of a sudden you're evil. Yeah, Trump tweeted, please support our Capitol Police and law enforcement. They are truly on the side of our country. Stay peaceful. 
I'm asking for everyone at the U.S. Capitol to remain peaceful, no violence. Remember, we are the party of law and order. Respect the law and our great men and women in blue. Exactly. That was the tweet that I was referring to. Except, and you, and you could see a huge difference as to how the people were reacting with law enforcement there and then watch a clip of uh, a BLM you know, protest riot when you've got people standing on the front line screaming in the officers' faces and spitting and yelling and throwing things. And, could you, mm-hmm. and could attacking you, could you them. Imagine, right. Could you imagine that if today, if all we had seen is Molotov cocktails, people screaming at the Capitol building, people want to talk about how horrible tonight was saying that oh it was it was a terrorist act it was domestic terrorism these every person there should be charged could you imagine if what happened in these riots happened there tonight and like uh, molotov cocktails burning down the inside of the capitol building of course you know the senators are going to be safe because you know the government's got protocols those people were probably out of that building in ways that we can't even begin to think about but I mean, that's true. Probably right. I mean, just imagine seeing that on the news. Literally, like smoke and flames coming from the Capitol building. You didn't see that. I took. I mean, if this was if this was like I said, a, a BLM Antifa type movement, all of Washington D.C. tonight would be burning. It would be on fire no, because that's, that's what they that's what they've done everywhere they've went. But that would be appropriate. According to them, right? Justified. Oh yeah, sure. But yeah, because yeah, if you go into Waters, a, yeah, Maxine Waters can stand up there and call people to go to the streets, and the violence is needed. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, uh, if you see one of them in a restaurant, go up to them and and tell them you're not wanted here, right? And yeah. force them out. That's not that's not being an American. God, look, you, guys, you know, it's, it's still early in the I, night. I, what's what's happening in D.C. right now? Is everything still good? Res- Are we safe? I respect her 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 viewpoints, but she should respect mine too. And you go in and you debate the issues. And if you can't win with your ideologically, then you need to you know change what you think. You know, bully boy tactics. But that's been the Democrats' way of doing things since the. Uh, since the Civil War, right after the Civil War, what they do? They created the KKK, and that was their strong arm. They sent them out to keep people. They they killed people, black people and Republicans in the South. Here's a, a Biden little quick Biden clip. I took it to instill public confidence in the vaccine. President-elect Harris took it took hers today for the same reason. Did you catch that? What's that? President Harris. I took it to instill oh. public confidence in the vaccine. President-elect Harris took it took hers today for the same reason. Mm. He's having some Freudian slips yeah. there. Either that or his, his dementia's kicking in. Yeah, I think he's just a little... Uh, well, no, just wasn't thinking about it. and I think it's dementia. Well, I mean, I mean, Camilla Harris, I mean, she she's already got, like, his... Like presidential gift ready. It's like, oh, congratulations, Biden. I got you a gift. It's a total replica of John F. Kennedy's car when he traveled through <laughs> yeah. Texas, you know. Yeah. Mm. Dallas, when he went to Dallas. I believe it's where he got shot. Nah, they don't need that nowadays, though. But but here's the thing. he's it's this. That's not the first time he's done it. 
Oh, he's, no. he's made he's made that kind of statement before. He's like, well, you know, if me and Camilla have a problem with each other and it's, you know, something that I can't morally support, I'll leave. I'm like, no, dude, you're the president. If you two have a problem that y'all can't solve together, then she goes. You're the boss. She gets fired. She's the vice president. She, you don't leave and let her take over, but that sounds like what he's going to do. At the first opportunity, he's uh, going to drop the ball and leave. I'm more worried about the world than what's going on here because I feel like that there's it's always a distraction. Everything we see here is a soap opera. It's a distraction. It's a distraction from whenever something's going on here. If it's in the mainstream media, then it's a distraction. All I know is that the McChicken is a dollar twenty nine now at McDonald's, and it was a used to be a dollar. That upsets me. Soylent green is people. <laughs> Soylent green is people. But uh, like I said, but everything is creeping up. And instead of opening up our economy and letting people go back to work, they'd rather send them some little penance of nothing. You know, oh, here's here's six hundred dollars showing that we really appreciate you. And we really, you know, we're trying to help. Oh, but here's a million dollars to these people. Over. Right. Has anybody ever seen or heard? I, I think I've only heard of one country that has actually gathered things up and sent them to the United States. Oh, I and it was after, I think it was after 9-11. It was some small little African country, and they didn't actually bring send any money. The dude had the, – the, the ruler in that country had cows. Uh, it happened in the early 1930s, but it was uh, that was a little bit different. But, I mean, why are we sending our money all over the world? We don't need to be doing that. You know, I mean, because I don't see them. I don't see even after 9-11. I don't I never. I mean, uh, lots of countries were like, oh, we're, we're with you, America. We, you know, we're sorry for what happened. But I don't remember any of them, you know, getting together and saying, hey, let's send an aid package over there. to them. Let's send them a couple of million dollars. I never do. We even do we get foreign aid from other countries or do we just give it out? Tonight, mounting outrage. Wisconsin after no officers were charged following the police shooting of Jacob Blake. This is a slap in the face by Wisconsin government and the DA. In August, Blake was shot seven times in the back by Kenosha police officer Rustin Shesky. The Kenosha district attorney says Blake was armed with a knife and the officer could have successfully... Listen to see if you can hear the editor editorializing in his voice argued self-defense. Remember, these are police officers who are uniformed officers. They're called to the scene on a designated domestic abuse call. When they get there, they know there is an arrest warrant for Jacob Blake, and they take actions at that time. As protesters marched through Kenosha last night, anticipating the announcement, the city council authorized an emergency declaration, and the governor mobilized 500 National Guard troops. Blake survived the shooting, but is paralyzed from the waist down. His family says he'd been trying to break up an argument between two women and was Not walking true. back to his car with his three no. young sons. None of that was true at the end. Those mm -hmm. were her kids, her car. He was technically stealing the car. I guess they're, some of them were both their kids. But he was stealing the car, kidnapping the children, and he wasn't there breaking up a fight. She called the police on him because he was beating her. Right. And she uh, had a restraining order against him. 
and mm-hmm. he was violating that, and he had already had a warrant um, to, for his arrest. Well, from right. what I've seen, I mean, if you're going to storm a cop with a knife, it don't matter what color skin you got, they're going to shoot you. And if they don't, then, well, I mean, you've seen, I mean, if you've become a police officer, they show you a video, um, it's an older video of an officer uh, attempting to arrest someone in a truck. And the guy starts dancing and doing whatnot before he reaches in the truck and actually shoots the cop. At that point, the cop is screaming. Yeah, I think I've seen that one. It's a, I mean, it's a sad video right. because, I mean, you can tell the man's in pain, but they show you that to say, I mean, you can't just keep telling somebody to stop. Yeah, and they had tried to take control of the man. Yeah, they had he him had on the resisted. ground. Yep. Yeah, they did him. Resisted. He got up. He went to get into the truck. I mean, as far as uh, these people that are complaining because the police officers aren't being charged, would it have been okay if they would have waited for the man to turn around with the knife and then stab one of the officers before they shot? Or, or let's say they just said, we're not doing anything. We just let him leave. So you let what this violent criminal get in the car with his children and drive off. And then it turns into mm-hmm. a police chase. Uh, yeah. With yeah. children involved. Right. A police chase or an officer getting shot. Right. Well, at the point that, that the officer pulled the pulled the trigger, he didn't know why the man was going into the going into the car. It could have been a knife. It could have been a gun. No, he saw he saw the knife. Did he? Uh, yeah. You see the knife? Okay. And the, I didn't know the, that. The guy that videoed it, he testified that he heard the officer yelling to him to put down the knife, put down the knife, put down the knife. Mm-hmm. When he shot. Um and he even admitted from the hospital bed he had the knife. He never even disputed that. <laughs> he knew, okay, he he picks up a knife out of the floor, turns to him. First thing is he can't let him get in the car and leave. I yep. mean, just for the safety of the children, he had to. But, of course, everybody has to report it as they shot the poor man in front of his children. Kamala, mm-hmm. Kamala called him a hero. Said that she was right. proud of him. Mm-hmm. Here's a here. Whatever what happened to exactly, me too? What exactly was there to be proud about there? The I man know. was beating a woman, and he was about to kidnap two children. Right. What is there to be proud about? And if you listen to the testimony from when why he was charged the first time, back before why the restraining order happened, it's because he he assaulted her and basically raped her, and they go into a lot of detail about what he did to her. He should have been shot a long time ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I and, mean, you know, everybody says, believe the woman, believe the woman. Right. Until it's actually, you know, right. that happens. And then all of a sudden, no, no, don't believe the woman. And hey. so believe this guy. Now hey. they're not even bringing charges against him. Amen. They dropped all the charges against him. I mean, a woman. I'm because sorry. of too political. You know, they know if, okay, we don't charge the officers and we continue to charge him. People are going to, you know, Kenosha would just burn again. (laughs) How many times would that make in a year? I mean, it's a new year, but. But here's the U.S. attorney talking about it. Well, you know, Neil, trying to make a charging decision is really a clinical exercise, which means you have to sort of tune out all of the political narratives. So what's supposed to happen is the race of the, the people who are involved is not supposed to matter. You're supposed to put yourself in the position that, of those people who made the decisions they made. 
uh, in the moment. And the criminal law is simply not the answer to every tragedy. So the, the question with these police officers is not whether they did everything right. It's whether you could charge them with murder. That is, did they intentionally take a life here or did they act in a way that was so reckless that you could say they acted with depraved indifference? And as the uh, district attorney just said before we cut away from him, um, as a prosecutor, you have an ethical responsibility that if you do not believe you have proof beyond a reasonable doubt that could convince a rational jury to convict, it's unethical to bring the charges. And I think, you know, ultimately that's what they decided. That doesn't mean that there's no other resolution here doesn't mean there won't be civil litigation, doesn't mean there won't be some kind of a lawsuit. The, the narrow question here was, can you charge these police officers with murder? Well, yeah, I, I think that the yeah. I don't know about in Kenosha, but uh, here in Virginia, to be able to prove murder, you have to have uh, malice of forethought is what they call it. You have to be there has to be the intention that you were going to go and kill this person beforehand. It's like, you know, it's not an accident, you know, which is manslaughter. That's something totally different. It's this person, you know, I'm going to kill him. And that's it. It's malice of forethought. I have planned it. I don't, maybe not down to the, you know, to the, to the final details, but. I'm going to this person's house, and when I leave, or I'm going where this person is at, and when I leave, they're going to be dead. That's what you got to prove. Yeah, that's why with George Floyd, the officer there, where they buckled to the political pressure and bumped him up to first degree. That's why there is no way they're going to convict him on that because they originally yeah, no charged way. him with what I think just second degree. Um, and the other officers with uh, uh, manslaughter, maybe. Um, but then, because so many people were still, you know, that's not enough, that's not enough, they bumped it up to first degree. I think they got the other ones for accessory. Yeah. So, um, and none of them will get, they won't get anything. And, of course, depending on whether it's in an election year or not is whether anybody will riot. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know. Well, that's true. Because BLM was really huge in 2016 and 2020. But, uh, and where are they now? Um, I mean, haven't seen much. Um, it, the media is just not showing anymore, or it's the election's over. So it, they, like, oh, they no, have they, no, they fixed the racist. Trump's gone. So that, uh, oh, no, they, uh, they mixed with Antifa right. and they, they were wearing like, uh, Make America Great Again hats and whatnot, and they were the ones out there actually causing trouble today. But they were know. expecting a lot to happen, oh, like yeah. yesterday with the Jacob Blake thing, when they decided, when they announced that they weren't charging them, for all of it to blow back up again, <clears throat> and it really didn't. I mean, it, there was a little bit of stuff, but nothing like what you would think. But it's because the media is not hounding everybody with it and telling you how outraged you should be because nobody wants to think for themselves everybody only says well i'll wait and see what they tell me i how i should think and how i should feel yeah exactly um not to backtrack to dc but uh, i just found some rather interesting pictures uh 
it's a picture of a dude with a looks to be like some kind of buffalo robe on that was in the Capitol. Yeah, and, uh, that's what happens. Yeah, yeah. That's what happens when your creative character walks into a cutscene in a video game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, anyway, they've got a picture of him in the Capitol, but then they've got a picture of him in Arizona at a BLM march back in June. Huh. And then there's a picture of him with several other people standing on the steps or standing inside the Capitol building in in the hallway, and the person to his immediate right has what appears to be a hammer and sickle tattoo on his hand. Hey. So are these are these really Trump supporters or are these plants? It's probably a little of both, just like just like at BLM. I mean it all goes back to the Charlottesville thing Trump said in the in the beginning. There are a lot of good people on both sides. Yeah. No matter but how no, everybody wants to twist that, there's a lot of good. He didn't actually. He didn't say. People. He didn't say that in the beginning. He said in the beginning what he said was that the neo Nazis and the white supremacists need to be condemned. Right. Well, that, but well, that I'm was sure that, that, that was there after. are good people on both sides of the issue, and I believe the issue that he was talking about was the fact that whether or not you should take down right, historical statues yeah. or not. Yeah, I've got the not clip necessarily, of that. He plays the not, entire thing. Not necessarily whether or not they're good people were white supremacists and Nazis and racists. He's, I think maybe his thing was there's good people on both sides of the issue of whether or not you take down historic statues or not. And I get that. You shouldn't ever get rid of your historic statues. They should be left in place. They were put there for a reason, left in place. And then when you go to them, you learn about these people. You learn about your history. And if it's something good, then you can emulate it. And if well, it's something bad, you can say, okay, this was something bad, and see, we need to learn from this so that it doesn't happen again. See, that's the thing. You got all of the people that supported the last protest bringing up what Trump said about the monuments, saying, hey, if you destroy the monuments, 10 years in prison. But, yeah, according to uh, Biden, that was the uh, whole reason he even chose to run this term was because of what Trump said in Charlottesville, which has been 100% proven that CNN completely took that quote out of context. They're twisting the, right. Yes, they're twisting the narrative to what they want. And they're twisting the narrative to what they want. They're twisting it in such a way that it will make the most people mad. It's Because they're not about reporting the truth anymore, because if they were, then they would, re, they would do the whole quote, period. They wouldn't just pull out that little bitty piece, which makes him look bad. They would let him speak and give him the whole quote. This is what he said about what was going on in Charlottesville. Right. They never do that. Well, I mean, neither because, does Fox at this point. You know, they they both just preach their own agendas, both sides. I mean, you can trust none of it really anymore. You have to do the independent news. That seems to be the only real way to find out. What sliver of truth is hidden in a hell bay? Mm -hmm. But I remember when I, because uh, I remember watching that that press conference live when he said that, and then I remember you know watching a news report like later on in the day, and I was like a hundred percent that's not what he said. I just watched him say it, and. Uh, are you putting what you're calling the alt 
left and white supremacists on the same moral plane. I'm not putting anybody on a moral plane. What I'm saying is this. You had a group on one side and you had a group on the other, and they came at each other with clubs, and it was vicious, and it was horrible, and it was a horrible thing to watch. But there is another side. There was a group on this side, you can call them the left, you've just called them the left, that came violently attacking the other group. So you can say what you want, but that's the way it is. <laughs> Well, I do think there's blame. Yes, I think there's blame on both sides. You look at you look at both sides. I think there's blame on both sides, and I have no doubt about it. And you don't have any doubt about it either. And and, and if you reported it accurately, you would say. And you had some very bad people in that group. But you also had people that were very fine people on both sides. You had people in that group, excuse me, excuse me, I saw the same pictures as you did. You had people in that group that were there to protest the taking down of, to them, a very, very important statue and the renaming of a park from Robert E. Lee to another name. George Washington was a slave owner. Was George Washington a slave owner? So will George Washington now lose his status? Are we going to take down? Excuse me. And when he said this, down, the news was reporting this, that he's ridiculous for even saying this. So we don't Jefferson. mean this. What do you think of Thomas Jefferson? You like him? Okay, good. Are we going to take down the statue? Because he was a major slave owner. Now are we going to take down his statue? So you know what? It's fine. You're changing history. You're changing culture. And you had people, and I'm not talking about the neo-Nazis and the white nationalists, because they should be condemned totally. But you had many people in that group other than neo-Nazis and white nationalists, okay? And the press has treated them absolutely unfairly. Now, in the other group also, you had some fine people, but you also had troublemakers, and you see them come with the, with the black outfits and with the helmets and with the baseball bats. You, got a, you, had a lot of bad, you had a lot of bad people in the other group, too. And I've heard multiple reporters, when they refer to this, they called it that Trump was, um, he, how, how did they say, it? that he was supporting uh, white supremacists at a Nazi rally. <laughs> and that's, that, that's so far from the truth. No, it, you're right. It is. It, it is for, if you listen to everything that he says, but the problem is, the, his, it's really easy to find on YouTube. It's really easy to find and watch the entire clip, but nobody does. All they do is they sit, they watch CNN, they see the little 15-second clip of him saying that there's very fine people on both sides, and George and they twist it that he's that he's you know he's saying that white white supremacists are very fine people. And because, yeah, then when he was using the George Washington and the Thomas Jefferson examples, they were saying that, oh, he's, he's using hyperbole. He's, he's ridiculous. There's no way it would go that far. He's, he's trying to, when we know just four or five months later, that's exactly what they were doing. Did you all see this? Let me see if I can find this clip. Uh, here it is. May the Lord make his face to shine upon be gracious unto us. 
May the Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon us and give us peace. Peace in our families, peace across this land. And dare I ask, O oh Lord, peace even in this chamber, now and evermore. We ask it in the name of the monotheistic God, Brahma, and God known by many names, by many different faiths. A man and a woman. <laughs> I've made you know, that, I've made that reference like three times like tonight just trying to like <laughs> slip it in there. You know this is this the the really sad part about this particular thing is that's supposed to be a clergy member up there. Yes. And how do you think supposed women, to be, How do you think women You would how think do you, How do you think these like feminist, feminists are going to feel whenever like they realize they're manstrating? What are they going to call that next? You oh, would you said would that. Well, you would think woman, woman that he would or... understand Vampirism? that when you say amen, you're not talking. It's not a gender thing. Right. You think he would know where the that word came from and what it means. It don't matter. It has the word men in it. Yeah. Exactly. And in that case, we need to have menthols for guys and womenthols right. for women. When you go into the restaurant, you ask to look at the woman you. Yes, or the menu, depending on if you're a man right, or a girl yeah. or a woman. No. I want the menu, and she will have the woman menu. No, no. <laughs> it's got to be like the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park, you know. They were all bred female, and then they turn into male, and then they have babies. and then. Here's the smartest man on the planet talking about COVID. You've got a you've got a clip of me talking about COVID. Yeah, I think anyone who's at risk should be quarantined until the storm passes. All right, but this storm is coming again. You know, you're talking a lot about saving humanity, but these are humans that die in the process. Everybody dies. I, I know that, Elon. I get that. Will you get a vaccine? Are you? What do you do with no. your own family? You won't get a vaccine. Why is that? I'm, I'm, I'm not at risk for COVID, nor am I kid. So you won't do that? No. He's a robot. I wonder that. He's a <laughs> lizard man. <laughs> <laughs> yes, let's just get the conspiracies going right now. Hey, I got a good conspiracy for you. Yeah, go ahead. Zuckerberg is data from Star Trek, Star, Star Trek Next Generation. Now, this woman. <laughs> okay. <laughs> This woman that's uh, um, no, wait a minute. I like that. I like data. Don't do that. <laughs> this woman is talking about this stuff. She is. Let me see if I can find that. Let's get her. Uh, her name is Catherine Austin uh, Fitz. She was the. Uh, she's not some any old cra crazy crackpot. She's a former assistant secretary of housing and urban development um, under George Bush. So she's, you know, doesn't mean I guess she's not a crackpot, but she's not like any old person off the street. Here's her talking about COVID. What COVID-19 is, is a, the institution of controls necessary to convert the planet from democratic process to technocracy. So what we're watching is a change in control and an engineering of new control systems. It's much more like a coup d'etat um, than a virus. <laughs> so uh, for 20 some years in the United States, we've had a financial coup d'etat. 
And we knew in, at the end of 1995, a decision was made to move m much of the assets and money out of the country. And that was part of, of sort of bubbling the global economy with globalization. And they knew that once they'd finished moving all those assets, that they would have to consolidate and change the, the fundamental system. So after the financial coup, you, you've stolen all the money in the pension funds, you've stolen all the money in the government, and now rather than turn and tell people, well, we stole your money, you need an excuse that will allow you to consolidate and change the fundamental system. And so you have a magic virus. <laughs> and the magic virus is, oh, you know, we have to fundamentally change the system. And, you know, thanks to the magic virus, there's no money in Social Security. Thanks to the magic virus, there's no money in the Treasury. You know, and you have your perfect magic excuse. Everything can be blamed on the virus. Yeah, yeah. The magic virus can, you know, it's amazing because because every implication of the financial coup has been magically solved by the magic virus. If you're a financial person and you look at the world through the mathematics of time and money, it's quite amazing that anybody believes it, but they do. And the only real next step is one world government. Right. And China, they keep, they keep, they had a date on it where China was supposed to pass us financially. Was supposed to, I think originally it was going to be like 2043 or something like that. And it keeps moving up. And now I think it's like around 2030, 2029, somewhere like that, that they're supposed to pass us as the, you know, top dog financially. Here's her continuing a little bit. So the Chinese have a, um, a system called the social credit system, and they're very much tying their financial transactions and different abilities to travel and do other things to your behavior. And, um, uh, you know, we've seen different TV shows talk about these kinds of systems. But you're talking about a world where, and we see it in China, where... Um, most people are under 24-7 surveillance, and then their financial incentives and their financial powers relate to how well-behaved they are. And I would describe it essentially as a, as a slavery system, because there's no personal freedom. So to a certain extent, what technocracy will do is move us to a similar kind of system as the Chinese social credit system. Black mirror. Yeah. But our, our system, you know, when you look at 1984 and Big Brother watching and how, you know, at the time we were thinking that there there's going to be cameras everywhere mounted, which there are a lot on street corners in this. But now it's everybody holds right. And it's beginning, beginning to become more commonplace for any time anything happens. Everybody in the vicinity immediately pulls out their phone and to document it and to record it, everything that's happening. So if you're doing something bad, if you're arguing with somebody in the store, used to be you'd get into an argument with somebody in the store and some people would kind of look and, or walk off or they would not want to be a part of it. Now you'll have a swarm of 30 people surround you, all of them with their phones out recording it. Well, go watch Fell Army. Waiting, I mean, waiting for it to channels, escalate. Fell Army and stuff. I mean, it's literally free for Roku TV and anybody who has internet on any type of screen. There are literally free TV channels of Fell Army, um, America's Funniest Videos, World's Funniest Videos, and you can sit and watch repeats of just constant videos that are nothing but people hurting, fighting, doing everything from a cell phone endless yeah. it never ends and it's free that's the funny part you don't have to pay for that 
Right. You don't have to have Facebook either. Yeah, 10 years ago, it was a joke. Something would happen. People yell, world star, hip hop. Now, it's just what people do. Yeah. You just record it. And, you know, everybody's constantly pushing. It's my right. I have, you know, which you do. Um, if it's in public and, you know, if you can see it, you can film it. Yeah. But the reason they pull it out is because they want that situation to escalate. Oh, yeah. They're, that's, what they're, that's what they're hoping for. They're hoping that the situation will escalate. There'll be fisticuffs and, uh, or some kind of beatdown, and they'll have it on camera, and then they can take their footage and sell it to the local news organization. Right. They want the make George money. Floyd moment. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's why they do it. Here's her one more little quick thing clip of her talking about. So I said to the wonderful teammate who was building this, I said, do me a favor. I want you to put a box called the Federal Reserve, and I want you to check the box. There are 12 banks, one headquarters, and then the branches for a total of 37 locations. I want you to check the box wherever, in, in any city where we have a branch or a bank or the headquarters, I want a check. And what we discovered is 34 of the 37 bank locations had riots. And I said, well, wait a minute, that's a pattern. <laughs> There's something here. Let's drill down. So we started with Minneapolis, and uh, we said, let's take the data of all the buildings that were harmed or burnt or businesses, and we'll map it. You know, we'll do a GIS software, and we'll map where these businesses were and how close they were to the Federal Reserve Bank. And so the first one we did, there's a, there's a street going across Minneapolis called Lake, and we mapped them. And one of the things we did when we mapped them was we drew pictures of where the opportunity zones were. So you can, if you're Jeff Bezos, who sold $10 billion of stock this year, if you were to roll over your proceeds into opportunity zone investments and handle it in a certain way, you could avoid all capital gains tax. So this is fantastically profitable. Now, if you look at the riots, when I first saw how all the buildings and businesses destroyed along Lake Street were right at the bottom of the opportunity, I started to laugh and I said, you know, I was Assistant Secretary of Housing. That's not a riot pattern. That's a real estate acquisition plan. But the number one thing I had on my list to talk about tonight was, before all this started happening, was where the office left Netflix. <laughs> yeah, that was actually a sad day. Yeah. Uh, they actually um, released a, an ending of, or the beginning of the what the final episode where they fooled the white oh, think he was yeah. in the matrix yeah. yeah yeah the cold open for that one yeah yeah that was a good one but if you do go to watch the office it's on peacock now which you can get free uh subscription using the uh coupon code socially sense no <laughs> <laughs> i wish Me too. i wish we were that big yeah uh, some other news. Uh, rapper Dr. Dre was hospitalized with a brain aneurysm. I saw that today. I hate the word aneurysm. Man. Yeah. He uh, he tweeted, though. That, yeah. or no, he posted on Instagram. He said, I'll be out of the hospital and back home soon. He's 55. How, that, did, how did he tweet that if he's like in there with an aneurysm? Because that's pretty serious It condition. didn't bust. Yeah, it didn't bust. I got to it in time. I watched a... Uh, um, 
it was a YouTube clip I saw. Um, I don't, you know, the YouTube suggested takes you down rabbit holes. Um, but it was a guy, he was doing, it was plastic surgery on a woman's face and had it peeled over. And one of the, uh, um, the little artery that runs kind of down your eyebrow line, yeah. not, um, he w it had a big, huge bulge in it. And that's what he was, he was showing it to the camera and he's like, watch what happens. And he was taking his thumb and like pressing on it to stop the flow to it, to get it to collapse. And then he would take his thumb off and then it was like <laughs> balloon way back up. And he kept doing that. He's like, that's kind of amazing. That sounds like something I would do that would make me pass out. And I would get up and do it again. <laughs> Just thinking that makes me in my head feel like that I have little bubbles popping up. <laughs> Here's another little uh, fun fact in the news. Um, December was the 12th straight month of record firearm background checks. Um, the FBI says there were 3,937,000 background checks done in December. Just December alone. So uh, said that uh, they estimate now over 8.4 million people legally purchase firearms for the first time this year. Oh, yeah. Get your stimulus money. You buy one of two things, a firearm or a PlayStation 5. Yeah, I'm thinking let's go get a gun. If you don't have one right now is the time. You might want to put one back. You know, yeah, you probably don't want to get any 9mm, though, because you cannot buy ammo right now. 40 cal, you can get pretty good. 9mm ammo is almost impossible. Unless you already have it. Yeah. Laura found a good place she orders online. Hmm. It's, uh, it's a little pricey, but uh, they're usually in stock. And that's the important part. Right. But you end up now paying, like, I think, like a buck 40 a shell. 38? That's not enough. You need more than that. <laughs> I got one more little clip play, and we kind of talked about this the other day, too. Hi, Dagan. Good morning to you from a busy O'Hare airport this morning, as perhaps you can see behind me. Yeah, will you need two passports to travel now? Uh, companies are now working on something that would affirm that you've either A, had the vaccine, or B, had a negative COVID test before you get on an airplane. And there are implications for this beyond airplanes. Could be concert venues or football games or that sort of thing. Uh, something called the Common Pass is now being developed by one company, although multiple companies and agencies are working on it. Uh, the Common Pass would link to your health record so that you could prove that you had the vaccine or prove that you had a negative test. As you know, uh, Dagan, from working at Fox, maybe uh, now a lot of employers do screen their employees every day. I got screened this morning. You have to answer some questions, take your temperature. Take your temperature. It's like here when we go in, they take your temperature, and it's 88.4 and 91.2, and the thermometer, the forehead thing that you have never works, never accurate. No. Burden, he posted a little thing, says, got to say, that was a good game today at the White House, the Patriots versus the Steelers. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I think Burden, I think he released a new song today, too. Top Senate Democrats said, one of the first things I want to do when our new senators are seated is deliver the $2,000 checks to the American families. They just can't give our money away back to us fast enough, can they? They and charge I, us 
$12,000 to give us a $2,000 check. I still don't have my $600, and I actually need it. Oh, well. We've been going for a while. We need to wrap this up. I always get grambling, and we go off topic and around topics and back to topics. and But that's the whole point. It's just have a good time. All right. Um, uh, I guess everybody can uh, check us out. Uh, be sure to check out the website, sociallysensitive.com. We've got new merch on the website that you can go on there and buy um, cool T-shirts and hoodies and uh, masks. Because you have to have your COVID mask. So you might as well be out there, you know, repping the Socially Sensitive podcast while you wear your mask. I got. I made some T-shirts, some coffee mugs. Made a big blanket. Um, all of it with the logo on it. And I plan on making a whole lot more stuff, but like I said, just to get the site up and going. And uh, don't forget, ask us questions. Send us some yeah. questions because I I think you've set up something for that, right? Yeah, it's uh, on the the anchor um, site, but it, you can get to all of it. Um, through the website. So you can follow us on sociallysensitive.com or you can follow us on Instagram at socially sensitive or on Twitter at socially sense as long as we're still on there. Yeah, just tell your friends about it, listen to it. Um, yeah, follow us on socially sensitive.com and uh, check out the new merch. And uh, the new episode should be up. Try, we try and get it posted every Friday morning. Um, so this should come up Friday. And uh, hopefully next week we can do uh, a little lighter-hearted um, show and get a little away from uh, politics and uh, COVID. And I know COVID's always what we're going to focus on because it's what everybody has to deal with every day. You all have anything you want to plug or promote? No? Other than the podcast, no, nothing. No, just ask us questions. Yeah. Just ask us questions. Sling it out there to us and be specific. And I mean, I, we'll try to answer you. Yeah, we yeah. have a, a voice message system on the anchor on anchor on the podcast, which you can you know follow us on wherever you get your podcast from. But we're on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Anchor, Breaker. Check it out and follow, rate, and review. On Facebook, too, I think. Yeah, on Facebook, yeah. too. we got a Facebook group, Socially Sensitive. Oh, well. See you all later. Bye. Bye. Love uh, you guys. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others. Post about it on social media or leave a rating and a review. To catch all the latest from us, you can go to sociallysensitive.com. And follow us on Instagram at Socially Sensitive and on Twitter at Socially Sense. Thanks again, and see you next time.